1: I will be sitting next to my wife, and we will be talking to another couple that are almost complete strangers. But they reached out recently and asked us to go on a trip. This wasn't just like a, hey, you should come and hunt my property type of thing, which I get quite a bit, and I'm very grateful for it. But this one I thought was a total scam. Until we started diving into it, we had our first phone conversation right before this recording, and what is about to ensue, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's gonna be crazy. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited, and I think Sam is too. So, let's jump into this call. You'll see what I'm talking about right now.
0: Like, he was doing things that were just badass.
1: That was one of the coolest moments of my life.
2: I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay.
1: All right, guys, so I am constantly getting asked about the gear that I'm using, and the great news is that I've got it all listed out on Go Wild. Now, if you listen carefully, I'm going to tell you how you can get a $10 gift card to use toward picking up some new gear. Go Wild is a free social community where your photos aren't censored. They're actually encouraged, so much so that Go Wild will give you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. Now, as you earn those points, you can unlock awesome rewards like – gift cards and free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Also, check this out. If you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. So go visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. All right, guys. Welcome to today's show. And joining me on the show today, it's actually me and my wife sitting side by side. But we are on a phone call with some fellow Wisconsinites and... Their names are Emily and Tony Zastro. Now, Emily reached out to us through email. It's only been like a, a week, few days, right? Maybe, a yeah. couple days. And it was like, hey, wouldn't you guys like to go to South Africa and hunt? And I'm like, oh, sure. And let me guess, I got a free Toyota Tundra and <laughs> you're going to forgive all my student loan debts, right? <laughs> I thought it was a total scam. And then the detail that was in the email, it wasn't just like a clickbaity thing. She actually started talking about, Us and how she's followed us, and I was like, you know what, we're gonna hop on a call. And if this person isn't fake or a catfish, then we might go to South Africa because (laughs) that would be an amazing hunt. So Tony, Emily, welcome to the show, guys.
3: Yeah, we are happy to be here.
1: What what made you reach out? That's I guess that's the first question. We'll start there and then we'll move on um, from that. But what made you think, like, man, Dan and Sam? I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if they want to come to Africa with us.
3: Yeah, very much a whim, and I thought I was. I thought I sounded completely crazy. It felt <laughs> crazy, but we've had this trip planned for a year already, and it's in about a year. But all of our friends and people we would have invited or have invited have uh, not been able to come for one reason or another, and I just don't want the spots that we have to go to waste because we've done this once before and it was beyond all of our expectations. And to be able to share the experience with someone, um, I just I don't want it to go yeah, I just don't want it to be the two of
2: us. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, not that it wouldn't be great just the two of us, but other people it makes should it more to be fun. enjoying it too. Yes. Um and you guys, so I am approaching 38 weeks pregnant. So Everything on my feed has been baby this and baby that. (laughs) So Sam's video started to show up and I was watching her and really relating and really needed the positivity through this Um, and found out Dan had a hunting podcast and my husband's a hunter who got me into it and we tried to do a little bit of our own business last year and it just felt very similar the way you guys are. And the way we are so i just thought what the heck maybe they would want to
2: let's give it a shot so we have the instagram algorithm and me to thank for this babe you're welcome wow
1: you're you're the reason i get i love that you're already patting yourself on the back and we haven't (laughs) even gone yet so how i know you said that uh your husband tony got you into hunting Tony, how did you get into hunting? I mean, I know Wisconsin's kind of an outdoorsman's paradise, but did you grow up around it?
0: Yeah, I started out just, you know, average kid running through the woods with a beaming gun, shooting everything that moved um, <laughs> originally, but slowly worked my way to white tail hunting with my family. And I did that for, you know, age 12 to 16, 18. And then I kind of got away from it for a while because I just, I didn't have the passion for the whitetail hunting. I, I'm more of a get up and chase it down kind of a guy. Um, I'm not a white white uh tree stand hunter. Yeah. So my, So my buddies and I, we just started slowing it in into bird hunting after that. And um my buddy actually was stationed out in Montana and he he had the opportunity for me to go out there. So we went out there and started hunting there. And since then it's just been chasing everything and everything yeah. in the sun but nice. yeah and then we, emily and i met and we and got her into it not the white tail hunting because she hates Just tree do. hand on tree stand hunting too yeah. so. still do yeah
2: <laughs> that's um, me i'm like i have to sit here and do nothing like, yeah i'm like i have much better things to do with my time
0: yeah. Yeah, i have a hard time sitting still so i yeah. have a real issue with that so but no that's kind of how i got into it and keep progressing and trying different crazy stuff.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like going from, going from whitetail and then out to Montana, I can totally see the draw out there because it's, it's a whole different ball game than sitting. Like you mentioned up in a tree stand over a corn pile at 20 yards. Like you're, you're actively moving. And if you want to see what's on the other side of the mountain, well, you just go and look, you know, there's, there's very (laughs) few property
0: lines out there. Yeah, and that's my problem though, is I'm a, what's over the next hill kind of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I don't stop. I just it's always what's over the next one, you know, and all of a sudden you're way the hell back and you're like, oh man, it's gonna be a long hike <laughs> out <night going> tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's part of the adventure though. I love I love helping people understand that there's more ways to hunt. Cause Sam, I mean, last year, no, two years ago now mm-hmm. was her first season hunting. And yeah. We went and sat in the tree stand and it wasn't very long. I mean, it was only like, what, two and a half, three hours that morning. Yeah. And yeah. she just looked at me and she's like, what do you do here? And <laughs> I'm like, and you, I'm like sit here you sit and, and watch. And she's like, this is what you le- like when you tell me I'm going hunting tonight. This is what you come out and do.
2: And you love it. And you. I'm keep like,
1: th- that's exactly right. <laughs> and She's like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't this. know if that's like a and female, then all of a sudden though. she saw a deer and she was yeah. like, Oh my gosh, there's a deer. There's a deer. And <laughs> uh you, it, you know, she kind of got hooked on that part of a little, little bit more, but she is definitely the get up and go. Like if I'm not moving, I'm not I might as well not be alive. Like, get me out of this seat, help me help me go and find a deer or an elk or a bear or whatever. And so, um, I can see that side. Now, I mean, it's a big jump from Wisconsin tree sands to Western hunting. It's an even bigger jump from Western hunting to going to South Africa. (laughs) Can you, can you guys share kind of your first trip? What did that look like? How did you end up over there? And then what was the hunt like
3: once you were there? That unique story, because that is an incredible jump. And I don't know if we'd ever would have just done that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was actually through a Whitetail's Unlimited Banquet, and they had one of these hunts listed as a silent auction item. And um, I wasn't along for this particular banquet, but Tony was, and on a whim, the opening bid was listed at, like, $400. So, he just, let's do something crazy. He threw down the opening bid, and the night carried on. He didn't even think twice about it. Putting in his tickets for all of the guns and stuff at the raffle, and and lo and behold, nobody else ended up bidding on that trip. So for 400 bucks, we won one, I say won, but he purchased. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, He got that hunt and I got a phone call asking if I wanted to go to Africa. And we were just, we'd only been dating for a, a year officially, I think. So it was still pretty early, but. I was like absolutely no question about it. I've always So Tony knew right away when you said yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's putting yeah. a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't even open with the hunt part, but I've <laughs> always had the travel bug and I would yeah. go anywhere and see anything. Um and if that meant he would go along, if he would go along meant hunting, then that's how I get him to go places. Yeah. So now I know. That's awesome. And once we got there, it was nothing like I expected. I can't, I don't know if I could even describe what it is that I expected, but all you see are like the African Plains videos on National Geographic and those things. And it just wasn't like that at all in the area that we were like, there's all kinds of, it's very agricultural. It's, there are like pine tree forests that I just don't expect to see in Africa, but (laughs) the landscape itself was so unique. And then just being treated like royalty um, because you are their guests and uh, they love to have you just as much as you love being there. So it was, it felt like a once in a lifetime experience, but I never want it to be. And that's why we want to go back. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. That's really sweet. I mean, I, I am an impulse buyer for sure. If I am at one of those banquets.
2: Impulse Hunter. Is that way you're really yeah. Yeah. yes. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I remember I almost sold a vehicle at one point because Brett Favre was speaking at like a fundraiser and they auctioned off a whitetail hunt in Kansas with Brett Favre. And <laughs> I was like, You've got I I'm sitting there watching him, like my jaw is already on the floor. I'm looking at Brett Favre, sitting on a stool, just chatting. And I'm like, This is the most amazing thing. And then the auction part came. And it was a bunch of stuff that I couldn't care less about. And then they were like, you know what? This wasn't even on the original list, but we are gonna auction off a can- three day Kansas Whitetail hunt with Brett Favre. And I looked at Sam and I was like, Babe, if we like if we bid on this, like we can pay <laughs> for it later. I can I can sell the car, at like this I point, will post we the car to sell yet? it.
2: Or I just think. dating. I don't remember. No money. <laughs> like we we nothing. did not have any of this. I think money we in. maybe came we were given the tickets to go. No, I was like, like I will maybe start biking
1: to work every single day <laughs> if I can go do this. And so I totally get that side of it. Like bidding, especially at those places, you're like, Man, I want to win something.
2: Yeah. Regardless, you know the money's going toward to a good cause, but right. The chance <laughs> of winning it would be awesome. Well, too.
1: I'd rather do that than go and spend, you know. on lottery tickets. Oh, for sure. If it's like, hey, I might win this brand new rifle or binoculars or a hunt. Yeah. That's that's way more worth it to put my money into.
3: And I can't say we've ever been successful at anything else. We've tried to win at those, but the Africa hunt that worked out in our favor. (laughs) For sure.
1: So so then leading up to this one, so did you go with a bunch of people that first time?
3: Well, Yes, um, but not for the reasons one would typically think. Uh, We actually got married over there. Um, We were going to go on the hunt anyway. We knew we were going to get married. So we added on and the people, the business, uh, the owners there were super receptive and excited about that idea to host their first wedding at the lodge there. So we did that. Um, So A few family members from each of our sides uh, went, I think we had a total of nine of us um, that went that first trip and I hunted Tony hunted, um, I think his uncle and my brother all hunted and everyone else was just kind of along for the ride, which Mm -hmm. is how this next one is set up as well. Although we won't be getting married again. (laughs)
2: We're like, let's just hunt. Yes.
1: Let's just hunt. I I love that. You're like, yeah, you know what? We're going over there. We're getting married. Let's just do it all in one. And I don't know why my mind always goes to ridiculous things like the The officiants like, all right, Tony, if you take Emily to be your lawfully wedded wife, (laughs) go ahead and shoot this wildebeest. (laughs) (laughs) mid (laughs) ceremony you better not miss yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) no that's sweet um so you get over there i mean i'm sure there's so much going on your first time hunting in south africa you're you're getting ready for a wedding how did you decide what you wanted to hunt did you have that all picked out before you got there or once you got there were you like man these are a couple species that we want to target
3: for the most part it was kind of chosen for us so which as part of the package that we had gotten up front each hunter was included an impala so any of us hunting that was the target species up front was an impala um and then as you're driving around because that's you do these game drives in at sunup and sundown just like you would with any other hunt around here typically and you start to see all these other critters and the guides know off the top of their head, like what the trophy fees are for each one. And they're not pushy, but they definitely like try to, they're salesmen and they try to convince you to. And if you say no, they'll leave you alone about it, but they definitely encourage you to to shoot a couple extra animals. So yeah, like I was talked into it. I wasn't originally a hunter, but it was not hard to to point that in Paula out they're like well look it's just sitting right there
2: <laughs> you're like i mean I, guess I might as well
0: i'm, I'm yeah might
2: trouble.
1: as well i have to work on my like resilience and ability to say no before because oh yeah i, oh, I, I already know if if we're driving around <laughs> and me and sam are sitting there they're gonna ask me i'm gonna look at sam for approval. and just wait for her response and then we'd go from and there. i'm
2: too weak i'm like yes you can yes go if ahead.
1: you like that one go ahead
2: Calculating the numbers in my head. How much is this going to cost? Okay, cool. great. Right,
3: right. <laughs> so once in a lifetime. <laughs> we each got an Impala and then that obviously wasn't enough. We're over there. We might as well do one more. So Tony got a blue wildebeest as well. Um, and then a, uh, his young uncle got a, a blessed buck,
0: Bless buck yeah. which
3: is some kind of antelope creature, nice. which most of the critters out there are antelope type.
0: Yeah.
1: Are, are these animals that you ever imagined hunting? I mean, like, were any of these, like, bucket list things that you wanted to do? Or was no. it more of a, it's man, this far. is crazy. We're in it. Like, we're here. We're going to shoot an Impala and a blue wildebeest.
3: Yeah, it's it has never been on my radar, personally, um, which doesn't surprise anybody because I was not a hunter growing up. Um, even tony i don't think no i mean it was
0: never on my bucket list or anything i never even planned ever going to africa either yeah until this came up and i'm like man i mean kind of cool and after we did it it's like you know i mean really fun to go back (laughs) yeah
2: so was this emily your first hunt then or when did you get into hunting
3: so my story is pretty similar to yours Um, In that uh, prior to meeting Tony in my past life, I had went out and sat in a stand, whitetail hunting, typical nine-day gun season in Wisconsin. And one time I was like, this is, I'm not doing this. I don't know why people do it. Um, (laughs) And that was it. Yeah. So uh, fast forward a couple of years and I meet Tony and he talks me into going out goose hunting and I was, all I keep thinking about is how terrible the sitting in a stand was. So of course we're at the very early stages of our relationship. So I'm like, okay, I guess we'll give it a shot. And it was so much fun. Could I hit the broadside of a barn? No, but (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) Um, It was just so, it was such a different experience going uh, waterfall hunting because you don't have to sit and be quiet the Mm -hmm. whole time um it's it's more about just hanging out with the guys and your friends yeah and if they happen to come in then you have an awesome shot at getting them yeah so started with bird hunting and then turkey hunting rolled around which happens to be my favorite although this year my turkey season was not super successful considering my current pregnancy situation situation. (laughs) um a little more gun rest you do but it's real hard to sneak (laughs) yes (laughs) huffing and puffing through the woods yes and of course the Wisconsin season's only a week um and it was really crappy weather I was sick on top of it so anyway uh, not a good year for my turkey season but from there again we did a little bit more whitetail hunting here and I just there's no way I could do it I just couldn't sit in a stand yeah so I went to Montana for the first time with him, just kind of assuming I would tag along and ended up shooting my first doe out there, a muley. And that's where I shot my buck. That's where I've only shot deer is in Montana. And I would do that spot and stock style hunt time and time again versus sitting in a stand.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like unless you grow up doing it, because I'm this. I'm the same way. I would much rather be moving around. I really would. But I also grew up in Wisconsin, learned, I mean, just learned, go sit in the woods. And back then, we didn't really have a stand. I mean, I was sitting on a dead log, like a tree that had fallen over, or I'd bring a five-gallon bucket and flip it over. But I just remember growing up, and that's what I would do. I mean, all day, every day, as soon as I was probably seven or eight- Maybe a little bit later, I was going and sitting with my dad or my uncle. And then once I could actually hunt, I would sit by myself. But just like you guys, I like to move. And so although it was fun to sit out there, I I would only make it till like 9 a.m and then i'd walk i'd i'd walk over to my dad and he's like what are you doing you're supposed to sit there all day long and i'm like i was trying to scare deer towards you and he's like all right go try to scare deer towards your uncle mark and i'm like okay sure and so then that just became ritual but yeah the the moving around and hunting is amazing and that's one thing sam that you haven't tried yet is like actually going out no. and trying to spot and stuff. I
2: did go. So I guess I've been on two hunts. The Whitetail a couple years ago. And then was it before that I went on the waterfowl hunt?
1: Oh yeah. Well <laughs> you came on a duck hunt. You've come on uh a turkey hunt. Oh I guess. Oh yeah Colorado. we did turkey.
2: The waterfowl is that am I saying this correctly? Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning this still. <laughs> um that was not a fun experience. It was freezing like first snow of the year my Oof. boots had a hole in it dan forgot the sunflower heater it i chose the rock out of the bag the worst blind we could have chosen oh yeah it where was we hunt awful. you have to
1: draw a pill and it tells you basically what choice you get of of all the blinds and there were like 35 blinds to choose from and I- and she picked like number 35 so you get and listening. we're like oh good this should be a great time yeah. and we went out there and i think tony shot one bird. i was gonna
2: say did we even see anything so yeah my, yeah my buddy
1: tony shot one and so it wasn't a total bust but it, it definitely ruined Sam on fun. waterfowl hunting
3: yeah i probably i won't ever get through that again probably
1: <laughs> no you will well, we'll get you on a good waterfowl hunt
3: It. you're right i, w- I got lucky because the my our first one was relatively exciting even though i didn't I didn't personally successfully shoot anything. Mm-hmm. I think they told me I did because y'all just kind of shoot it once.
2: Yeah, um, right? You're like, I had a hard Yeah, you
3: definitely shot that Good one. Good job, Emily. You're the only <laughs> one who hit that. Um, and that one was exciting, but I have been on some that are not. And I don't know if you ever, I don't know if I've ever been on one where I didn't have a hole in my boot or in my waders. Right something always
1: the yep. only hunting gear that is acceptable is faulty hunting gear i feel like yes. I every everybody has stuff that breaks and um what speaking of i mean we were just talking about temperature sam always has ptsd from thinking about that dot <laughs> what what was the weather like or what should we expect in april
3: oh. oh yeah so we went in april the first time so pretty good idea of the weather and it yeah. was just gorgeous it was probably upper 70s low 80s every day sunny oh, nice. um i don't know if we saw a bug like a flying bug like you would oh, see here my in, Wisconsin gosh, really? in summer. Praise <laughs> the summer
1: i figured the um, bugs there would be like pterodactyls
2: yeah, so yeah right? like the mosquito net and everything you have to have
3: well you we didn't have oh. them where we stayed and when we went into uh, kruger national park which was mm, uh, what, a couple hours east of where we stayed there was um more bugs uh, because it was more of a a wet like a wetter climate than the drier bush where we were um there you have mosquito nets but where we stayed and roughly where we're going to be i just i I swear there was not a bug Mm -hmm. and it was such a day from a wisconsin summer
1: yeah, that's so. The weather
3: was beautiful. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. I can handle seventy, eighty. Yeah, but anything hotter than that, I'm out completely. Is it? Yeah. I mean, when it's summer here, is it like the opposite there? Yes. Um, because technically, I guess South Africa is in the southern hemisphere. Yep. And then obviously halfway around the
3: world. Yep. So they typically, how would they say, like? november december january they don't do a lot of hunting because it's just too hot okay Um, so april there is like what what direction am i going fall
1: that would be their fall yeah
3: yeah um very comfortable and we would go out in the morning like before sun up or just as the sun is rising in sweatshirts um so you have those nice swings of temperature where it's always comfortable, but not too cold or hot either way. Nice. So beautiful time to go is April. You're
2: convincing me more and more.
1: I know. We're, <laughs> I'm I'm so pumped to like hop on the website, see all the animals that they offer. and
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone's gathered from listening, but basically Emily sent the email. Dan and I read it and we're like, let's hop on a call with them. Make sure they're legit. We found out they're legit and now we're basically going to Africa. Now we're planning
1: a Southern, <laughs> South Africa hunt.
2: <laughs> I mean, how can you say no, like hearing this and the weather? and
1: It sounds like an amazing place. And oh, yeah. the fact that I can have fall twice a year, like that, <laughs> yeah. that is every hunter's dream. Um, yep. Now that you guys have done it, what is the plan for this time? uh as far as animals go are you are you going to stick with the same species or branch out and try something new
3: i don't know about me i think it's for me personally we are well, intending as long as she does okay on flights to be determined but to bring the nine-month-old that i will have at that time so i don't know how much hunting i will be doing um i'll be doing a lot of riding along at least but yeah, yeah as far as tony goes I don't know. I imagine branching out a little bit.
0: Yeah, I definitely plan on branching out. Um, I would say definitely looking at getting a Kunu um, and possibly a Zebra if I can talk Emily into it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a nice rug. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, those were the two that were highest on my, on my list right now. Yeah.
1: All right, guys. I need to take a quick second to tell you about a product that I've been using for quite a while now. It's called Bull Elk Beard Oil. If you've spent any amount of time in the outdoors, whether it's on the mountain, in the marsh, or in the woods, you've felt the effects of the wind, the sun, and the cold on your face. What this product does, it helps you look better, feel more confident, and it helps your beard keep its moisture. Not to mention, it smells great. So now my wife can't complain as much after I come home from a long week of elk hunting. Now I need to tell you I've gotten to know Brian the founder over the past couple months and he is an awesome guy. Brian made sure that all of these oils are made out of clean products right here in the USA. He also loves to give back to the outdoor community whether that's through fundraisers for public land acquisitions or even helping donate money to cover the surgery cost of duck dogs. He's an amazing guy and he makes an amazing product. So go check out bullelkbeardoil.com And be sure to check out the subscription options so that you don't have to run out of your favorite facial hair product. Plus, you can use the code NOMADIC and get 20% off your order. Yeah, I feel like those would be cool. I mean, I've I've thought about Africa up until you messaged me. I really didn't think that I would ever actually do an African big game hunt. (laughs) Yeah, because the
0: people that we I know did always went, think, you big. know,
1: like what what do I want? What would be cool? A kudu uh seems like an awesome one. An Eland seems awesome. Yep. And they're huge. Like, I feel like a warthog would be really cool. Um I don't know why. I just think about the Euro mount that you could <laughs> get from a Warthog and I think about them like smoke. What's the
2: movie? Is that Lion King?
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> It, it, as soon as you throw a disney movie into it it <laughs> sounds like i'm a savage
2: well the warthog i just think of the song yeah
1: pan shot a warthog a meerkat and a lion a toucan
2: and a lion.
1: um no i think i think i don't know why i feel like a warthog wouldn't be good and i want to try one i they just seem like they'd be really tasty and a leopard but we're not gonna we won't dive into all of those on trip number one that might be trips two three or four
3: and then i was i was so surprised you go through the list that they have and i've never heard of like three quarters of these animals oh yeah let alone pronounce them because there's oh, so yeah. many different things over there mm-hmm.
1: if you had to guess how many animals like different species did you guys see or encounter or have oh,
3: opportunities gosh. at uh,
0: 25.
3: 20. Uh, I mean, not including because we went through the National Park, the Wildlife Reserve. Um, there we saw probably hundreds of different species, but just on the property that we hunted on, I had two dozen at least. I would say
0: at least two dozen. Dang. Yeah, a different Ooh. variety,
3: including giraffe. I mean, we got. We have these really awesome oh wedding pictures because on our way back from the spot on the land where we got married, we were all dressed up and decked out and the giraffes were there. So we got some really awesome pictures with the giraffes in the background. That is
2: so cool. You're going to have to send us one of those. The, yeah, I, The I, giraffe I was her flower girl.
1: <laughs> 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 Man, that is so sweet. Yeah, and I've seen, so, I've watched gosh i don't know 50 videos from kruger national park because some of the most famous like animal battles that happen yeah come from out of that park and just watching the people cruising around in the I don't, are they land rovers that everybody drives there i feel i mean some type of like off-road vehicle but like cheetahs hopping on top of it and yeah uh lions walking right outside or you see elephants and then the cool ones are the ones where it's like a jeep with no top on it and the the elephant is chasing after them i'm like i don't <laughs> want to experience that but i do want to experience that
3: i would say you don't because <laughs> it, cause we had we went through Kruger national park when we went um and those vehicles that you're used to seeing are like park vehicles we went our guide just brought us in his like van his, um, volkswagen, his volkswagen van uh, yeah awesome so we just went in that and there was a situation where the elephants were in the road and they were they were displeased uh, that we were also there and it's, i wasn't super nervous until the guide put it in reverse and we just started backing oh up really gosh. slowly and the oh. elephant was walking towards us he was super cool as a cucumber. I was not. I yeah. was. <laughs> they are large animals when you're that close to them.
1: Oh, that, yeah. that would be crazy to think that, like, you're not safe inside of a vehicle.
3: Mm-hmm. No.
1: I've never been not. in that situation. I've seen big animals from a vehicle, and I'm like, I'm not worried because I'm in a vehicle. You but, can't yeah.
2: speak of these things because this will detour <laughs> my, <Detur. laughs> detour my <laughs> thought of going. Yeah.
1: No, we i i'm excited about it but yeah i feel like the animal encounters are gonna be cool and yeah. like to get pictures and videos yeah. of that too
2: i'm sitting here thinking like okay well what do i want to get like do i want to be the observer and just get one but then i figure if you shoot one you gotta shoot another
1: <laughs> but right. then again
2: i just want to also record dan and like because he's so giddy and he's dreamed about this and thought about it and
1: no my my goal for this trip for you is to get you to hunt a couple things.
0: And then then when
1: I come back and my buddies talk about how awesome they are at hunting, I'm going to be like, my wife is a more badass hunter than you
0: are.
3: (laughs) Speaking Speaking of of that, that. (laughs) I would like to point out that um, how long did you have to track your Impala? It
0: was a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Was not a great. No.
3: Um, And mine just kind of fell over. When I shot
0: it. I'm not oh, sure no. if she just scared it to death. <laughs> I could have. <laughs>
3: yeah. Good job, Emily. It wasn't hard to find mine. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and if you ever want to see true like tracking trackers and yeah. like actual hunters, the our trackers for that trip were mm-hmm. I I don't even understand what they were following half the time. Because they were just following it wasn't even prints in the dirt. Yeah. They're just following, I don't know, different colors in the dirt, like the animals kicked up or something. And we were we following this Impala followed probably four hours on almost Yay. nothing. And this guy, I don't know. These they're just trackers, crazy.
3: Like, looking for broken spider webs in the grass. Yeah, oh my gosh. It, they know what they're I've, doing. I've never yeah. watched somebody track an animal like these people track an animal.
1: That's awesome. Like, I can't wait to see that side of it just a little bit of everything from yeah the tracking i i don't want to jinx it but i hope i I hope we don't have to track an animal but part of me is like hey maybe somebody else in the group can be a bad shot and then we can go help them so i can watch it oh
0: trust me my second shot on my wildemise or my first shot of my wildemise was a lot more uh precise. Mm-hmm. It took a little bit more time just to make sure <laughs> we didn't have to track it again.
3: Yeah. You're like, not again.
2: Nope,
0: we're not tracking this one. And I, if you
3: injure an animal, you pay for it because whether you recover it or not, mm-hmm. because that's that could be an animal that's lost, yeah. just not there. So, I mean, you never want, as a hunter, you never want to just injure it and not recover it. Sure. But it, there's also monetary value to it when you're out there hunting
1: yeah no i love that i think that's awesome that it's like hey even if we don't recover it if you hit yep. it you're paying for
0: yeah. it because right that you makes are the responsible be, the yeah work they put in it makes them be
1: it. more responsible for mm-hmm. it and just have that have that in the back of the mind their mind yep. when you know they're pulling the trigger um yep. speaking of shooting i know when we had talked we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet but you said you could either rent one of their rifles or you could bring your own. Um, With their rifles, did you get to, I mean, do they take you out and shoot, make sure everything's sighted in, or is yes. it kind of like uh, you got to, you just have to trust that it's on.
3: <laughs> At least with our first experience. um, Yes. We got to shoot everybody that was going to hunt shot the rifles first to make sure you felt comfortable with it. Um So You aren't just going in entirely blind and trusting what they have, so that was helpful to at least get a feel for it first. Um, Also, worth maybe not worth mentioning. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. They use silencers on all of their rifles, suppressors. Suppressors, Sorry. Nice suppressors. (laughs) I wouldn't know the
2: difference.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's cool. Like the suppressor debate here in the U.S., you have to pay a lot more for it. But if you Mm -hmm. look at most places in the world they they either recommend it or like make it to where you have to have one in order to hunt and part of it's like the noise obviously hearing protection you don't want to scare every animal off and the difference that a suppressor makes versus unsuppressed especially on you know those bigger calibers is insane
0: mm-hmm. yeah you yeah yeah no one one of the PHs and the like, the professional hunters, as they call them over there, said they can get a suppressor over the counter, um, but to get a firearm, it can take up to nine to 12 months. Oh, wow. So it's just kind of backwards, backwards from what yeah. we're used to here.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Do you know what uh, what caliber you guys were shooting over there? Yeah, 300 Win Mag. Oh, nice. Dang. That's- I
2: feel like I need to start practicing now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we're going to be shooting a lot. We will definitely be. But part of me is like, man, I would love to have my own rifle over there. But I totally understand the whole custom side of it. Like trying to transport a rifle from here to Africa. I yes. don't know if I want that headache. And I'm then like there's always that it. fear of like, hey, it didn't make it here. Yeah. Nope.
2: What and they- um, distance did you shoot? Is that right, Dad? Oh, well, I
0: don't remember. Yeah.
2: I'm like, how far do I need to start practicing? I would say
0: under under a hundred. Okay. the grass, is pretty tall. There's a lot of bushes and a lot. Just there's a lot of stuff going on. It's think, not like hundred yeah. percent grassland.
3: I think they recommend being. Uh, well, I think they officially recommend being a solid shot at fifty yards.
0: Okay. Oh but yeah, we
3: probably can go to a hundred just yeah. to be safe.
0: What
1: do you know about opportunities with a bow? Can could I?
3: potentially hunt with a bow instead of a rifle you could but um i think he's grabbing the paper now i think they require a 10-day minimum for a bow hunt do
0: so
3: you, so you just have to extend it then that's oh, really so what i just have to stay
1: to. in south africa longer <laughs>
3: <laughs> does not Sorry, any new idea.
2: <laughs> i just my mind automatically goes to like childcare, and i'm like oh my gosh someone's gonna be stuck with my kids for 10 days
3: <laughs> Um, it's, don't make it same hard with on yourself it, though any dangerous game too I think you need to extend it and need a minimum of 7 hunting days mm-hmm. whereas ours right now is only booked at 5
1: yeah Oh okay.
3: so there are certain species they require more time just because it's more challenging it's not just out there yeah Like
2: and the we animal- talked about this on the call earlier but what is the website or company that you guys have gone through
1: um and would you recommend that same company yeah. again?
3: The one we did. Yeah. The one we did was African Trophy Pursuit um, out of Polokwane, South Africa. I can, I won't spell that for you, yeah. but um, if you just Google African Trophy Pursuit, mm-hmm. their website should be among the top selections there. And I would 10 out of 10 recommend them nice. uh, to anybody interested in going family uh, run operation. The husband and wife were super communic communicative, mm-hmm. very informative with us, talked to us through the whole process, and, and they hang out with you, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just left to your own devices. It, it really That's feels cool. like you're just on a trip with a bunch of your friends. Yeah,
2: they, like, welcome
1: you
3: in. Yeah, your, like, absolutely.
1: Family. Is there a pool
3: <laughs> where we're going? Where we're going? I believe there is. Because the new the new website or new company is the the that? one we're going through this in 2023 mm-hmm. is Noomson. Um and I've this a new for us, so I've never mm-hmm. been there, but I believe there is a pool from their website. I just I can't remember say, off the if, top of my head. Like well, if we go out to
2: the African safari, like chilling in the pool. Well, no,
1: I'm thinking about <laughs> like if I go out and I get two animals early on. I'm going to have to distract myself right? somehow so I don't just pay for more and more and more.
2: <laughs> we're going to have to set like a budget before we go. Like, <laughs> but I'm sure it's going to be one of those things like you hit your max and you're like, but there's this one more right yeah. in front of me.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be so interesting to have it kind of a la carte. I can just pick and choose.
3: And um, one, they were trying to get you to basically call one like... There was a, a sesame, a it's sesame. A ses- I don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. Some kind of antelope creature. He had. He was. They, he was well known in the group. I think he had a wonky horn. Um, mm-hmm. Older, and they said, "We'll give him to
0: you for half." Oh. And well, he was causing issues. He was pushing yeah. smaller sesame's through the fence, and they were. It was just becoming a problem. Yeah. He was, nice he sense, was so. killing the other animals. Yeah. So he. They wanted to just get them out the herd, um,
3: but even half on a five
0: thousand dollar
3: animal is a lot.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna need this pricing list ahead of time so we can.
1: Sam's <laughs> like, like, This is Sam's a no like, go zone. Tell me, this is- how many cull animals do you have? That I can just kind <laughs> of take out the problem
2: because you were explaining you said one bullet is 619, so is that like yes. most of them are in that range, but then there's the more expensive
3: ones? Well, the the just the shot itself for you to take that shot um it was it was 40 bucks a day in u.s dollars to rent Mm -hmm. the rifle and then 619 a shot that you took so the animal the trophy fees themselves are entirely different i was
2: thinking 619
3: oh no (laughs) six
2: dollars okay so you pay for the piece you pay for the ammo but then each animal you okay yeah i'm gonna need that price list (laughs) in
1: like, right i would be a good shot if it's going to be I was like I was <laughs> for an Impala like
2: that's
1: not bad oh well yeah you were thinking like thinking... per animal that you shoot at yeah. it costs you that okay yeah that Thanks. makes a little more sense I'm like yeah no ammo is not that expensive I know it's i know it's increased <laughs> but it's not that
3: much no so I don't have the website up but I think like an Impala if you wanted to shoot was like four hundred and fifty dollars okay. Um, is the trophy fee for that animal yeah and then they range wildly yeah um i think a giraffe was like forty five hundred. which wow. i mean gosh. doesn't doesn't that seem is, like that much no I guess. that's
1: insanely cheap but, compared to what i would have except expected
3: cheap and once 4, you see
0: the size <laughs> once you see the size of them, you're like holy man like only forty five hundred for that one like, yeah that's true <laughs> oh my goodness
2: Being that does seem like a lot though but i guess whenever you're in for a the giraffe moment, i mean i guess i've
1: <laughs> talked to too many people who hunt in texas yeah and like hearing about the prices that high fence operations charge i mean you're you're not only paying for the animal obviously they have to get the animals there they have to breed yeah, them I mean. or have some type of healthy population of them and then on top of that you're paying for convenience you don't have to fly to africa but yeah, when you said giraffe, I was thinking it was going to be in the tens of thousands. Mm-mm. That's amazing! Oh my gosh, my mind is kind of blown <laughs> all over again. I'm I'm excited.
2: Dan, you better start doing some more podcasts and get
3: uh, some more ad placements, or something. I <laughs> <laughs> we gotta well, I'll have I'll have Tony pull it up, and we can tell you exactly what a giraffe is. Just nice. for you just you know. and we
2: can add the link to to the website in the description. Yeah. If anyone's curious, but
1: I, yeah, I'm just trying to think like bucket list. What would it be? But we'll, we'll be looking into a lot of different animals and we'll, I don't know. I've never been in this position.
3: <laughs> oh, sorry. We, we, we went a little high on the draft. It's only 3,600.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, this is getting me. better. Just keep talking, <laughs> keep digging some more. It'll be like a hundred bucks by the time we're done. <laughs> No, that's, that's Uh, cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think, you know, we're going to do what we can to make this trip happen and think about this. We could all be podcasting from Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Business write off. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is definitely happening. I
2: mean, it is for
1: sure. So uh, let's, let's actually dive into business a little bit because after this hunt, I know you guys started a business and I mean, kind of everything has happened since then, you know, there's, yes. there's yes. been COVID and you guys are married and you got pregnant and all of that. But, um, why don't you talk a little bit about the business you started, why you started it, what your hopes are for it?
3: Yeah. Well, hopes very early stages. So like you said, life just happened and it's been mostly an idea of mine, uh, for a while, but I was able to plan our Africa trip for nine people to go i often take the lead on anytime we go to montana uh, we've done arizona together Mm -hmm. and i just he's the the hunter although i do it he's the hunter and he just wants to go and shoot his animals i deal with everything behind the scenes because i'm the traveler i like that adventure so to combine our two passions Um, I started something called the traveling hunter as and my hope for that was to help other people plan those same trips not those same trips Mm -hmm. but to be that resource to do the planning stage so they didn't have to worry about it they're just worried about going on the hunt and enjoying it yeah Uh, so that's my that's the general idea Uh, whether it be stateside doing any kind of hunts in Montana or Colorado, things like that. Whether it be with a guide or just a DIY operation, I'm happy to help with those types of things. The DIY stuff. Tony's probably more of a resource than I would be, but I can help you book a flight. Yeah, for sure. Um, And and it also doesn't have to be rugged. Like I can tell you, I'm not going to be out sleeping in the back of our tundra hunting elk like he did a couple years ago, but i get an airbnb (laughs) and that's our home base
1: we just need to all start going hunting all over the place together because sam would love to just go hang out in an airbnb Airbnb. in in montana we've been talking about our 10 year and wanting to go to hawaii well there's a lot of things that you can hunt and fish for there and i'm like see that's what i need to do i need to pair up this hunt with another couple me and the guy go hunt and Sam can sit and drink
2: Pina Coladas on the beach. And Malibu and Coke.
3: <laughs> Malibu and Coke, yes. Or Italy Ibex. Italy and Ibex. Oh my
1: gosh, that would be an amazing hunt.
3: Another well, just the other one. We were originally planning before COVID hit to do spring of twenty twenty one. Tony and I were gonna do um Himalayan tar in New Zealand. Oh, my gosh. oh man. Which is really a goat go thing, but I have yeah. zero interest in hunting the goat. But I wanted to go to New Zealand. New so,
1: Zealand would be amazing. I've always wanted to do red it just stag looks there. So pretty. I feel like that would be a ton of fun. But yeah, New Zealand is. A whole and that
3: world. was that was my problem. My holdup. I mean, COVID happened, so New Zealand shut down. But yeah, my holdup was I wouldn't. I didn't have anybody to go with because I didn't want to climb into the mountains to hunt a mountain goat. <laughs> Yeah. I just wanted to enjoy New Zealand and doing that by yourself isn't as fun while he's up hunting. Yeah. So we could make a thing out of this. Couples who hunt.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The hunting couples.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, that's a, that's a good idea. It's, it's going to be like a, Speed dating service or like an uh, <laughs> Match. dot com for other hunting couples. To
2: the ladies like, get along, to the guys yeah, get along. swipe
1: left if your budget is this and New Zealand interests you.
2: <laughs> now you're talking. Swipe right if one of you hunts and the other one doesn't.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I could get behind that. We've talked about it all. Like me and my hunting buddies have talked about planning family trips where all the ladies could get together, and then we quickly realized like with our kids, that means we have to convince our wives on their vacation to hang out with the mm-hmm. children. And so I'm like, oh, or we figure out childcare. Exactly. Uh, right. But man, I'm excited. I'm
2: well, I'm excited to see too, how your business plays out. You know, once baby comes, you guys get settled in like Dan and I talk about this a lot that hunting sometimes seems far off or even Africa talking about it. Like we would have never expected to do something like this. So having, you know, you as an expertise and um sharing from your past and like how it works and whatnot having those like resources is part of you know the hardest part of going out and actually doing something so yeah such a great resource to people
1: yeah it can be overwhelming just thinking about a new place and all that would go into it and so i love the business idea behind what you're what you're starting and i feel like people all over the place no matter where they are you know growing up in wisconsin or in a big city somewhere need to understand like there are so many opportunities out there most of them Mm -hmm. if you put a little time into planning they're attainable they're definitely attainable and they're probably not that crazy of a budget Mm -hmm. if you want to go and do an out-of-state hunt somewhere or even an international hunt and pair it as a vacation or a wedding destination
3: right it doesn't have to be an arm and a leg to go do these things and that's what people that's what people think of that I have to pay a guide and do all of this and before yeah. you know it it's a $25,000 venture it does not have to be and and it can be family friendly too yeah. like these Africa hunts is it's it can that be for girls just coming doctors, too <laughs> but I'm not leaving her home she's yeah. coming along and she's going to see the drafts
0: yeah <laughs>
2: You'll thank yourself later too. We, that was one thing when we had kids was we're not going to change our life for the kids. They're coming into our life and we, both of our kids have been camping since they were three months old, slept in a tent in the bed of Dan's truck. And, you know, we've continued that now they're four and five and it builds their resilience and they love adventure. And yeah, I feel like that's the best thing you can do as a parent is just take them along for the ride.
1: Oh yeah. They've been in more States at this point. And they're only four and five. They've been in more states than I had been up until I was like
3: almost 30, probably.
1: Probably, yeah, 30, close to 30. Yeah.
3: So yeah, that's our intent as well. I mean, I know it changes things and you have to be a little more there's a little more logistical planning and you have to put them first, of course. But
0: yeah.
3: I don't want to change the way we live our life to shelter them from anything. Because yeah. they're she's going to be perfectly capable of camping or going out on these hunts or traveling uh, as we are. Yeah. And hopefully she loves it. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: that's awesome. I'm glad you guys reached out and I don't want to take up too much of your night, but I do want to give you a chance before we hop off this podcast to share with the listeners, where, where can they find you guys if they want to follow along with your journey or what website can they go to, um, to check out your business?
3: Well, I have very limited social media presence because I just have not done a whole lot with it. But uh, the Traveling Hunter uh, is the website and the Facebook page um, is where you will find our information. Uh, there's not, I'll be honest, there's not a ton out there, but it's a start. That's and okay. The pictures
2: get- on the website are <laughs> are good. <laughs> Go check them out. We were like, yep, they check out. <laughs> <laughs> They're real.
3: They're legit. Oh. That was half the battle, is just learning how to build a website myself, oh, but yeah. I did it. Good job. It does look good, so, too. The Traveling Hunter, uh, and I can be reached through that channel, of course, but Facebook as well. And I will do my best to accommodate whatever requests we have. And I'm still figuring it out, so I don't mm-hmm. really have any
2: uh, hey, another flights, hunt per se. And- another hunt will give you more content so exactly more coming
3: more to come for sure
1: well that's awesome tony emily thank you guys so much for hopping on and we will definitely be getting back to you i mean (laughs) i think we're gonna make
2: texting basis now
1: yeah we're (laughs) gonna be texting each other a lot now and i'm gonna go look at the menu
3: As Tony Tony spent the last 10 minutes doing himself. So.
1: Well, I'm pumped. I I can't wait to meet you guys in person. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for hopping on. And hopefully we'll see you soon.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. That sounds great. And thank you for having us.
1: And that is going to wrap it up for today's show. What did I tell you? I mean, what a wild deal. Complete strangers saying, hey, you guys should come to South Africa and hunt with us. And now we're planning on it. I mean, I think there is a very high chance that we go and do this hunt with them. And what's crazy is that there's eight spots, but they're not all full. I think there's still four open. And so this is going to be wild. I don't throw this out there to listeners All the time. I mean, I don't throw invites out to just like literally anybody, but if going to Africa and hunting with the four of us is something that intrigues you, reach out, shoot me an email, hit me up on Instagram, and maybe it'll be a good fit. We can share more details, and Emily is getting more of that lined out for us. And so, Yeah, I guess that's all I can say. Shoot me a message. We'll see what happens. And until next time, always choose adventure and God bless.